Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to week 37 of 2022. This is activespirituality.life. And Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, the 12th of September. What's up, Pam? All right. What's up? Indeed. Hopefully everybody made a graceful segue into Mercury retrograde that happened officially this past Friday. And here on Monday, the moon is in Aries. So we want to move. We want to do things, get things done. The more fiery or airy you are, zodiacal sign camps, the more you want to move. And yet you may be feeling pushback. Partly that's coming from the Mercury retrograde because especially air signs and to some degree fire signs are very spontaneous with communication, move from thought to thought. And with the retrograde, we have the slowing down. Things are not going as quickly as one might like. Uh, Information gets cross-signaled. Appointments get confused. Not everything. I mean, again, there are people on the planet who are born with Mercury retrograde. Keep in mind, depending on the year, Mercury goes retrograde three to four times a year. So obviously... Some of us are born with the retrograde, and therefore, when Mercury's retrograde, not only does it not affect us in the same way, but we're kind of in a nice groove. When somebody's natally born with the retrograde of Mercury, we, and I'm saying we, even though I don't have Mercury retrograde, I have other things that sort of slow down that planet. Uh, But what happens is the person tends to learn differently than perhaps the rote way of learning. It has nothing to do with intelligence. It's just a, a deepening of how information is processed or a a different way spin it in a different direction. When Mercury's retrograde, basically what we're being told is Things are not necessarily as they appear on the surface, and it's very important to do everything that begins with R-E, reflect, uh, reconsider, reevaluate, research, and it's not unusual to go over, edit, mull over contracts, find mistakes, look at things in a different way than we had before. Things are revealed. And this is a very useful time 
uh, don't buy into all the hype of people panicking about, oh my God, you know, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And yes, I say that as a person who something electronic I owned broke down during Mercury retrograde and I had to buy another one, which is counseled against avoid if you can avoid. But if you're going to buy something electronic during the retrograde research review, make sure you're buying something that you haven't just run out and impulsively bought because you need it yesterday. Again, some of this depends on circumstance and what's available to us. And with Mars, uh, well, yeah, I mentioned Mars, and I will keep mentioning Mars over the next couple of months. I didn't mean to mention Mars, but it came into my field anyway of conversation. And one might say that's a Mercury retrograde. Hey, don't forget about Mars because Mars does go retrograde this year in late October. So what's happening at this point in time is Mars is in the sign of Gemini. It's sort of moving along, saying, yeah, here I am in Gemini. Let's see what's new in the neighborhood. Talk to people. <clears throat> and this is interesting because Mercury's in Libra, retrograde. Mars is in Gemini moving towards a retrograde that happens in late October. So it's really important to double check, reassess, don't take on face value, especially anything that has to do with conversations, communities, intermingling in neighborhoods, seeing what happens when and why, because more things may be revealed in months to come. So with Moon and Aries, it's always good to harness the racehorse. You want to move in decisive manner towards what you're going for, but keep that harness on. Keep an awareness of, is this safe? Is this where I want to be running? Do I have gas in the car? Do I know where I'm going? And this can be a highly productive day. The piece to keep in mind is that that Aries moon eventually will come into geometric hard aspect with the planet Pluto. So keep alert to any mm, unconscious reactions, uh, ways we may find ourselves in situations that feel familiar, someone bringing up something or uh, creating a block or situation that feels disempowering somehow. And it's not that we can't learn and get by all this. It's just that awareness is 80% or more of being able to modify, change, adapt, and make the best of certain situations. Power struggles are not unusual, especially with people with whom you have reactive relationships. And when I say that, I mean anyone in our lives who is someone who we get into habitual conversations or um, 
patterns with. And this can be comfortable, of course, but it can also be something that brings up, oh, here we go again, or why don't we ever get past this? And absolutely, with these retrogrades in the sky right now, these are about to become, because the Mars retrograde is something I will be talking about, <laughs> as I said, for the next couple of months, because Mars is in, uh, Mars is in the sign of Gemini for a very long time because of the retrogrades. And as a result, it, it is a lot about thinking about what we say. Because Mars in the sign of Gemini is how we move forward, go after what we want, express desire through communication and information. And what's really important, one of the interesting things about the planet Mars, and I know it's not retrograde yet, but it's coming in that I need to talk about this now, is that Mars is the planet that tells us how we penetrate, how effective are we in our life dealings. And in Gemini, it's about being heard. How effective are we in being heard? And right now, there's a lot of noise. A lot of people are making noise. But absolutely being heard, listening, that's something I think the retrogrades want us to really work with over this autumn. So that's Monday into Tuesday the 13th. Mars, is, uh, Mars really wants to get in this conversation. <laughs> the moon is in Aries until 12.53 a.m., so we hour of the morning, and then it goes into Taurus at 7.39 a.m. So those of us who get up early may get up fast, want to do something, and kind of, I walked in the kitchen, what was I doing? What did I need to remember? Because void, of course, is it's, it's when the moon is not making a geometric aspect to another planet before it leaves the sign. And so we the the glue that gets us attached to outcome is just it doesn't have the stickiness and once it goes into the sign of taurus then you know if you're settled in with your cup of coffee it's going to be hard to leave the house <laughs> depending on again other aspects to your horoscope but at that point in time we go into a really nice couple of days, I think, especially for Earth, water signs, people who have um, a lot of fixidity in their horoscopes. So the signs that like to follow through and get things done. If you're doing a project or something that's really requiring that you stay with it, these are a couple of really good days to kind of call yourself to task and make that happen. The Mercury retrograde can absolutely help, especially if it's anything that has to do with going over something, editing, you know, really uh, attention to details. Communication is uber important. Don't assume anything during this time. 
and, you know, chew on information before you spit it out. That's the, that's the bull chewing the cud that is so strong when, when we're in that Taurus energy. So I think in a complementary way, uh, the, as this moon moves through the sign of Taurus uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, these, these can be really powerful, effective days. The other thing to mention is that as we get into Wednesday, Wednesday, there might be some bumps in the road, especially afternoon, early evening. We might have to come to terms with something we're responsible for, have a commitment to, or a partner or someone on the team or a family member who's just not showing up or um, doing what needs to be done. So that can be, again, a little bit of a snare, but the most effective way to deal with it is see where the um, limitations are and give clear-eyed review, another RE word, with how you can get by that, modify it, make it more effective and stronger. And then we enter a really good mid-evening into early the next morning that is incredibly uh, productive time. So a lot of us don't like to work until the wee hours in the morning. Fine, I'm not asking you to, but put in place that evening, okay, what is the most effective, prioritize, how do I do things to get things done tomorrow uh, and going forward for the rest of week and beyond, depending on what the project or schedule is. <clears throat> the other thing I always mention when the moon is in the sign of Taurus is that those are days when we, you know, the body, our tummy, our comfort, does not want to be ignored. So, you know, wear clothes that flow or feel warm and cozy, depending on the temperature, where you are on the planet, and eat nourishing foods. Take your time because the more you take your time, breathe, see your surroundings, and be present, the more effective you will be able to make what you do on these days. Thursday the 15th, the moon goes void, of course, at 8.59 a.m. And it's void in the sign of Taurus pretty much through most of the working day. Uh, these times are Eastern times, so uh, please adjust depending on where you live. Things can get done, but it's better to really take your time with it, go over things, work on things already in motion, uh, purge those emails that are just cluttering your space, and do the things you need to do to kind of get ready for when that moon is firmly in the sign of Gemini as of 4.16 p.m. Then we're in a little more Mercury retrograde, Mercury being the planet connected to the sign of Gemini. People want to move faster. Ideas are kind of like pumping out and like bubbles through one of those blow hoops. You know, you, you just 
blow on them and all those bubbles come out and it's a beautiful thing, but they also pop very quickly. <laughs> and so they will if we don't uh, take the time to harness the energy. If you think or ever have done this with the, the slow blow on the bubble hoop where you get that really big bubble that just kind of floats for a while and everybody kind of watches it as it picks up rainbows. That's what we want to aim for. And we want to let it float in the sky, observe it. And that's what we're doing over the course of Thursday evening, Friday. We're letting it float. We're watching where it goes. We're taking our time. One thing to keep in mind on September 16th, Friday, is there's a picture in the sky between Venus and Mars that happens uh, midday, early afternoon, and there's a picture with Sun and Neptune. So these two images are very strong for creativity, for love, for bringing things to fruition, making things happen, but it's, it is very dreamy. So I'm back to that bubble floating in the sky. And those of us who have the luxury to kind of work on creative endeavors, or even if you don't most of the day, if you can just take little windows of the day and do a little like, this is my breathing space, even just five minutes of gentle breath into that kind of dream possibilities. One thing about this period of time as we're still easing through, and sometimes it's not so easy, um, the, the pandemic and what may feel for some the post-pandemic, but as we're coming to terms with everything that's happened from it, as well as all the destructuring that's occurring with institutions, which you know, some people are paying attention to it, some people aren't, is that the most important thing is to allow in possibilities that we haven't quite envisioned yet. I mean, we live in, Donna Cunningham wrote about this a long time ago, a wonderful astrologer, actually my first teacher, um, and she wrote about how we live in a solar society. And that means from her perception is that everything is ego-based or what seems to be show me the money, show me the results, show me. And so we're, we're in this, this paradigm that which is really very surface. You know, the sun comes up and it shines and we can see everything when it's sunny, even when it's not. And we see what we perceive as our reality. And that's what she meant is the solar world. I meant she, she meant a lot more than that, but that is one example. And then, of course, when the moon is out, then, or it's dark at night, there are so many things we can't see in the same way. Yes, we have all this artificial light. We can, we can cheat. But if we put ourselves in environments where, which are harder and harder to find, but environments where we are in darkness, then, uh, yes, it can be scary or frightening, the unknown. 
but it also gives us space to dream or vision or create things other than what we can just see with our eyes or perceive as being the reality. So on this day, which I look at, or you know, as I said, Thursday in the evening, Friday, uh, Saturday through actually through <clears throat> 3.52 p.m. when the moon goes void, of course, and then it's void, of course, in Gemini until, um, well, actually it's void for the evening. It enters Cancer at 3.59 a.m. So basically we have a setup here where we're being asked to allow in new information. And the only way we can do that is if we don't close the door suddenly and say, well, no, <laughs> can't do that. So this is particularly heightened when I look at <clears throat> Friday the 16th, uh, afternoon of, early evening of. And then we can go through this sort of, well, how does that, how do I sift and make that fit? Because often we're, we're presented with new ideas or possibilities or, wow, that bubble's still floating in the sky and look at the rainbows. We, we can't believe it. We, we just say, no, how can that be? And there's no way. But that's just the solar mind. That's just ego. That's just perceived reality. And that actually is, that is anathema. That is just not where we're going. So the more we, we, can, we can invite in possibilities that have not yet happened or we don't think have happened, the quicker we create a world right now, perhaps we only dream about, but the way we make it reality is we start by allowing the possibility and then opening the doors wide and letting it in. So I see, and it, it may not be an easy day because we're kind of dealing with, no, no, that can't be it. No, that can't be it. So anyway, you can have creative space, dream space, allowing in space on especially Friday. Open the windows wide and let it happen. Saturday the 17th can be a very busy day, especially, oh my gosh, I'd love to stay with that dream Pamela talked about, but now I have all these responsibilities and things I have to do. Uh, it can be a little confusing. Make sure, <clears throat> don't rely on just the GPS. Make sure you know where you're going. And I'm saying that metaphorically as much as re in reality because it's just there can be some mixed signals and confusion on this day. Uh, but I, it doesn't mean it's not a fun day. It's just it's more fun if you bring back up maps and know where you're going. So 5.52 p.m., the moon goes void, of course. And as I said, it's void the rest of the evening. When it enters Cancer at 3.59 a.m. on Sunday morning, <clears throat> This is a really lovely day to just be home, be with people you love, be by water, 
If you can't do any of those things, think of ways you can incorporate love, water, comforting food, things that make you feel connected to the whole. That's the juiciest way to enjoy this day because it's it's really a lovely day and it becomes lovelier when we don't fight against what we don't have on this day that we, we, we might want to have for comfort and we see what does make our, us comfortable or what we are appreciating and emphasize that. And now I turn it over to Susie. So thank you, Pam. I invite everybody just to take 10 little minutes just to contemplate, meditate, slow down. Just take a deeper breath and feel yourself in your body. And as we do, just relaxing a little bit, keeping the mind alert. And let's just do a little reminder for ourselves now about the laws of actions and consequences, what, uh, what we call karma. And as we're looking at this, this is a very rational uh, uh, idea. It's, it's non-theistic, so it has nothing to do with religion or spirituality. I invite you all just to look at it really just as a, as a mathematical kind of equation, which obviously is also an ethical system as well. So as you're just feeling that energy in your body, understanding, starting to think about karma, just reminding ourselves. It's a great thing to remind ourselves every day that our physical actions, the things that we speak out loud, the things that we say to ourselves, and the things that we say to other people, the things that we say to the world at large, the things that we might say to the plants or the animals or to the trees or to the night sky, to the moon, to the sun, everything that we say, everything that we do, and also everything that we think. All of these things, our thought, our speech, our actions, they all leave imprints in what we might call just our universe, in our energetic space. They all leave imprints. They all are actions that then have consequences. And all of these consequences will all ripen at a given time, at a given location, with particular conditions. And perhaps right now you might be sitting in your life and thinking, why me? Why is this happening to me? 
why are all these things happening to me when I'm such a nice person or when I'm trying so hard or when I'm working so hard? And it's really important to understand that our lives are one of many, many lives and that we are constantly experiencing the outcomes, the consequences of our actions, of our thoughts, of our speech from this lifetime and from other lifetimes. And this lifetime right now in this very, very present moment, we can try to or we can actually do with intention our actions, our speech and thought, knowing full well that whatever we are doing now is creating the next moment in our lives, the next five years of our lives or the next five lifetimes. And when we think of our life in that way, when we recognise that no matter what we do, that if we can have this intention of understanding the real facts about the law of cause and effect, and in this way, we can very intentionally reduce the harmful effects, the harmful actions, the harmful things that we might say or think. And instead, we can do more of what we might call the helpful acts, the loving kindness, the generosity, the appreciation, the gratefulness, the ability to be here and gentle and wise and not get caught up in all the drama. Although there will be millions and millions of opportunities for us to get into that whirlpool and get caught up in the drama, defending ourselves, defending others. So let us contemplate on the ways that we can really effectively take command of our life, take command of what comes next, take command of our future and knowing that the consequences the effects of our karma are ripening all the time at different levels in our life and we have every opportunity to help to alter that karma as well the more good we do in the world, the more selfless we are, the more generous, the more courageous, the more understanding we are, the more patient, 
then we can also help to actually nullify or negate some of those karmas that might be coming our way that might be quite harmful. So on every level, in every way, it's best for us to always, always remember this. Every morning, every evening, with every breath, working towards this beautiful understanding of our life. As we take a few deeper breaths, as we make perhaps even a little promise to ourselves that I know, I know that I am in command of my life and I'm making a promise to myself to be here with my physical actions, to be here with my speech, to be here with all of my thinking, my thinking about myself, my thinking about my life, my thinking about others, my thinking about the world, to put all of this into a place of loving kindness, to put all of this gracefully into love. And as we take a few deeper breaths, feeling the maturity, the spiritual maturity of this action and knowing full well that everything that happens to us from our physical illnesses to our emotional downfalls to all of the problems we have in our life, that this is our karma and that we are in command of this karma that I myself am responsible and only me for my karma, for what happens to me and how I respond, how I deal, how I accept myself and my life, taking command of my future, taking a nice deeper breath, Gently opening your eyes. Love now, everyone. Thank you so much, Pam. Have a great week, everybody, and see you all next week. Thank you so much. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of ActiveSpirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.